covered. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. You're covered. You're covered. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Just rest. Rest on His promise. You can rest. Rest on His promise. I'm covered. I'm covered. I'm covered. Don't I'm covered. I'm covered. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. You can rest. And rest. rest on his promise. I'm still singing. I'm still singing. I'm still shouting. I'm still shouting. I'm still dancing. I'm still dancing. I'm still praying. I'm still praying. Oh, I'm covered. I'm covered. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Oh, I'm covered. I'm covered. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Oh, I'm covered. 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 I know. I know that God is covering me.
Good afternoon to our listening audience at station KKVV. Thank you for joining us at Abundant Life Seventh-day Adventist Church. We are located at 1720 North J Street, and our website is www.abundantlifelv.org. We may also be contacted at 702-647-2622. We are pastored by Russell Lee Wars, and our first elder is Clarence Brown. Our very own Pastor Lee Wars will be bringing us a message from the first book of Kings. His message is entitled, My Way. The Word of God says, the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires my way. After the next musical selection, the next voice you will hear is that of Pastor Russell Lee Wars. Hear ye him. Thank you. 
Amen, everybody. Amen. 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 Yeah. That woke us up. Hope we don't have to deal with that right through. Two fitting selections, youth choir. Awesome. Seems like you're ready for the road. Go down to the Bay Area, San Francisco, where they will minister in song. And I'm, I'm, I'm really, as I sat there and listened to the youth choir, I'm, I'm amazed. Weren't you amazed? <laughs> they sang with their hearts. Sounded like it was from their hearts. Amen? And that's important because then that says they are sincere. And that's what Jesus wants of us today, that we are sincere with him. Uh, 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 we aren't covered by all state. <laughs> that's, that's part of the song as I sat there and listened. We aren't in good hands with all state. We're not covered by uh, State Farm. You aren't really progressive with progressive. We are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. So that's why we can give ourselves away. Give ourselves away. The motive, the motif rather of the sermon today. Their mother is leaving me. This is her last Sabbath. Uh, I won't cry tears publicly. When we go home, I'll cry. <laughs> Today, I'm asking you to turn your Bibles over to the book of Kings. 1 Kings 16, verse 30. I want to read this in your hearing before I pray. The Bible says, And Ahab, the son of Omri, did evil in the sight of the Lord, above all that were before him. And it came to pass as if it had been a light thing, a trivial thing for him, to walk in the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat. And he took the wife Jezebel, the daughter of Ethbaal, king of the Zidonians, and went and served Baal and worshipped him. And he reared up an altar for Baal in the house of Baal, which he had built in Samaria. And Ahab made a grove, and Ahab did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel to anger than all the kings of Israel that were before him. Let's pray together. Father, I'm in your pulpit with a word from you. Anoint my lips one more time. Touch my head. Prepare your people for I ask it in your name. Amen. The subject today my way. Miguel, my way. 
my way. We have been spending time on the subject of families, marriages, relationships here at Abundant Life for some weeks now. And our hope is not that you just draw closer to each other in the church, throw your arm around your wife publicly. <laughs> we can't do it because we're up here, right? But that when you get home, in the quietness, in the privacy of your home, that you will demonstrate the love of Jesus in your relationships. That is our desire. That is our plan. And this afternoon, uh, the couples will be taken over. Uh, we'll be driving over to Robbins uh, Dale Road, where they'll gather at the Living Waters Church, where the youth director and also family life Ministries Director Elder Hall, Solomon Hall Sr., will be having an anointing and dedication service for the couples of Abundant Life. In fact, all the couples of the Seventh-day Adventist churches here in Las Vegas, those who are watching online, you're invited too. Call us at 702-647-2627 for more information on that. Subject, my way. There is hardly, you would agree with me, there is hardly any family here today that, or any relationship for that matter, that hasn't been pushed off the highway of happiness into the rocky places of life. And the common culprits seeking to blight and snuff out our joy are pride, the trinity of pride, selfishness, greed. And they're all close relatives of arrogance. Arrogance. I want to personalize arrogance. He is demanding. He is requesting, requiring. It's what we want right now. Like the commercials say, it's my money and I want it now. Arrogance. Arrogance is like your child tugging your shirt, demanding something more after giving them all you have got. Arrogance is summed up by the song. I like this song. I liked it then until I listened to the lyrics, and pondered about the song, My Way, by Frank Sinatra. And then Elvis Presley made it popular. And now, and he goes into the routine. The end is near, and he sings. And as you listen to the song, you kind of want to join him too, you know. I did it my way. You feel like you want to join him triumphantly, saying it's my way. Ah, at the end of my life, I ate it up. 
and I spit it out. I did it my way. Until I realized all those words, those words, the come habitude, Elder Fluentes, where are you? Yes, yes, the come habitude, the basis, the foundation of that song, written by Paul Anker, talks about the most arrogant feelings in our bodies, wanting our own way. I'm going to move in a straight line. I'm going to get it done my way. I'm going to direct my life. I'm going to control my day. I'm going to rule the world my way. There's no flexibility in arrogance. Self-absorbed values. The unyielding spirit of I made it up meism prerequisites to worldly fame and fortune. American Idol and X Factor are all founded upon arrogance. You have to be swaggerific to be able to survive on reality shows like these. Swaggerific, yeah. You have to have that swagger to survive. It has to be about me. It's a dog-eat-dog -dog world. And a doggy dog one, too. It's like the old spice dude that comes on TV. Hey, ladies. I'm the man that your man can smell like. And suddenly, I'm not ashamed to say, you want to smell like him because the, 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 obviously he's attractive. And no lady goes by without seeing this brother, the spice, old spice guy, and his words, I'm on a horse. At the end, you feel like you want to be on a horse, a high horse. You want to be covered uh, uh, smelling like old spice. So we go out and we buy old spice smell like him. So you get Tiger Woods to drive the Buick, so others want a Buick. So Kobe puts his signature on a shirt, and you want the shirt. Because you feel like if I'm wearing the shirt, maybe something miraculous will happen. Maybe I can do it like him too. We all uh, have that problem, the my way syndrome is of epidemic proportions among us. I was born with it, and every day I wake up with it. We all want our days to go right. I'm not talking about wanting things to go right. I'm talking about the all-consuming, it has to be my way or the highway. That's what I'm talking about. That narcissistic arrogance. It's me, me first, and no one else, which blinds us to the existence of anyone else in this world. Yes, once you get to know the infamous couple of Ahab and Jezebel, 
You'll conclude one thing and one thing only. Their arrogance is of epic proportions which leads to their ultimate destruction. Now, a little background is necessary. Ahab, a direct descendant of Jeroboam. You remember Jeroboam. Jeroboam decided, you know, I feel like I want to be king now. So he takes tribes up to the north and Solomon's kingdom, King David's kingdom, Solomon's kingdom is rent down the middle. And the Bible tells us in Kings 16.30 that Ahab did evil in the sight of the Lord above all that were before him. Now, can you imagine introducing Ahab to a friend? This is Ahab. He has done evil more than all his fathers before him. Nice meeting you, Ahab. But that's not all. Evil was commonplace for him. Family, friends. It came about, the Bible says, as though it had been a trivial thing. The Bible says a light thing. Now, when sin becomes a trivial thing to you, you are in a dangerous place. When evil becomes trivial to one, it spread contagiously and then trivialized by others. When we pander to the vulgar and irreverent, evil is trivialized. When families indulge themselves to base levels of frivolity, evil is trivialized. When we allow ungodliness and abounding iniquity in the world to dampen our zeal to seek and save the lost, evil is trivialized. When we permit loose thinking around us to drift into our attitude and practice, evil is trivialized. Evil was trivialized by Ahab when he married Jezebel, who was faithful, Jezebel was faithful, and fanatical about her religion. She would not bow to the God of heaven, and moreover, she found the Israelite worship lifestyle dull and boring. She said, I need to spice things up around here. So what did she do? She got 450 prophets, false prophets now, of Baal, and 400 prophets of Ashtoreth from Phoenicia with duties to promote Baal worship and Ashtoreth, and then proceeded to wipe out all of God's true prophets. That's Jezebel. My way, or the highway, Self-willed, headstrong, and domineering. Now, unlike some men who got into marriages and relationships without knowing what the lady is like, what her family is like, Ahab went in with his eyes wide shut. <laughs> that must be it. <laughs> eyes wide shut. And I want to talk to my singles right now. Singles in the house. Amen. Marriages to Jezebels. Stubborn, headstrong people will only bring unhappiness, heartaches, 
brokenness. I know people who are dating right now never consulted the Lord about nothing. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> Looking good. And they get together, never ask God a thing. And they expect God to bless the relationship for it to flourish, move from levels to higher levels. Jezebel's listen, have never surrendered and likely never surrendered to God and likely will never surrender to you. Singles. With unyielding obstinacy, they keep demanding their own way, looking for every possible means and method of doing or having what they want. They'll not listen to reason. They'll not consider the feelings of others. They'll not face the potential consequences of their intended actions. They'll always be right, and they're determined to having their own way. Self-love, and they insist on their own rights and privileges. Now, mind you, I I'll let you know right now, uh, singles, you can do what you want. You can go ahead and date and get married to Jezebel's and Ahab's. <laughs> but can I be real with you? You know, it, 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 it hurts me. You know, we talked about tanking at our, our, at our couples, right? And you talk about, we, we, we talked about the fact that, that somebody, you express what your partner suppress, right? Well, I feel like, I feel like as leaders in the church, we get tanked too. We're tanked. We have to suppress sometimes what we really want to say. Like you marry an Ahab and a Jezebel, and you came to us for counseling. And we told you, don't do it. And you still go and do it. And you have heartache and headache. And then you come back, messed up and torn up, Pastor, please pray for me. Please give me prayer for... I would like to let you know, really, I'm gonna, I, I, I want to be honest. I really want to tell you, I told you so. I really want to say, you really want prayer? I really want to tell you, man, look, you made your bed, now lie in it. That's my way. That's my way. That's, that's my way. I told you the sermon is entitled My Way. I would like to speak my mind. When you step on me wrong, I'd like to just explode and tell you how I feel. My way. But no, I can't do that. Got to get it together. Sister, well... Let us pray. Principal Holiday, Pastor, come. Let's go by and gather together. Elder Pruitt, we need to pray. This person has gone out. We warned her. We pleaded. We begged. But she said she was in love. <laughs> and now we got to pray. Well, 
I got to tell you right now, seriously, you don't want to marry an Ahab or a Jezebel. You are heading over an emotional cliff. And it's not guaranteed that when you go over the cliff, you'll survive the fall. The truth is, if you're in this situation, like I know somebody may be in it right now, you've got to go forward on your knees. There's still good news. God is able to help someone, even though you went your own way. God is still able to say, come, I got your back. I'm still here for you. Thank God for Jesus. Don't think I'm getting too heavy on Jezebel because Ahab doesn't get a free pass. <coughs> Ahab, weakling. Maybe that's why he married Jezebel, because he wanted a more, a stronger personality to help him. Wanted somebody to help him along the way. But he also wanted his own way. Ahab would sink to any level to have his own way. Example, example, example. Consumed with greed and anger because he couldn't have his way with Naboth. He ate no food. Imagine, this king could have any garden in the kingdom. And he only wanted one. Naboth's little garden. And because he couldn't have it, he pouted. You know how some people, they pout. Jezebel explode and get crazy and just tell you, ah! But Ahab is more want to have their own way, go somewhere quiet, don't want to talk, hang by themselves and pout. Ahab is like that. Went in his bed, lie down as if he's sick, because he can't have his own way. You know anybody like that? Weak, fickle people like Ahab, wanting their own way, but are just as headstrong, domineering like Jezebel. They do their own thing. Quiet about it. They give you the martyr experience. I'm the martyr, you know. Well, you hurt me. I, I try to do everything for you. Trying to have their own way in a sneaky kind of way. Huh? And while the forceful ones, the aggressive ones, they always get the, they always get the bad thing, eh? They get the lip. The ones who speak up, they always get beat up. Yeah. The ones who speak up and are headstrong are often the ones that are maligned and destroyed. The ones who throw fits and destroy things are no better than the ones who sulk and pout and fret like spoiled children. I want my own way. Here is Ahab. Well, the point is, my way is him. I made it up, yes. Boys and girls, my way is him. Our self-will is like an intestinal hookworm, a parasite that sucks away the life from your body. It's the same thing. Self-will, selfishness, self-conceit, 
arrogance sucks the life out of our relationships, out of our marriages. And trouble often starts in paradise when mates or partners infringe on our rights. Yeah, step on your toe. And then you go crazy. Sometimes the husband doesn't want the wife to buy that little dress, that little black dress, you know. Or go shopping. Sometimes the husband expects the wife that evening to prepare a fantastic, fabulous meal and comes home and there's nothing. There is no food. There is nothing. <laughs> now, if you want to get the pastor upset, right, is if I'm hungry all day and I go home <laughs> and there's no food. Yeah, I like my belly. It's okay. It's okay. But the truth is, trouble starts in paradise when our rights are stepped on. And then, 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 then when, when we have that problem, instead of letting love now, graciousness and kindness. Oh, so you didn't cook? Oh, okay. That's all right, honey. I'll, get, I'll fix me a plate. That's okay. Ah, I'll fix me something because you have been busy all day. You've been doing work just like me. Right? You've been hard at work. So, so put a leg up. I, hey, you want something special? I'll make you something nice tonight. I'll fix you up just the same. Instead of letting the love and graciousness of Jesus control us, our sinful natures take over, and we go into a rage routine. We retreat in ourselves, if you're like me. I don't like conflict. I deal with it if I have to. Selfishness says, I don't love her anymore. Have you felt like that? I don't want her. I'm going to find some happiness for myself. I don't care what the Bible says. Love her through thick or through thin. Selflessness says, I'm willing to give it another shot. God wants to break our sinful, stubborn wills. He wants to conquer us with his love. The first lesson that we can learn is that my wayism, that word, my wayism opposes God's word and God doesn't want anything to do with it. Go ahead. Admit that you want it like Burger King. You want to have it your way right away. Yeah. Talk to yourself. I really want it my way. But then consider that, that your desire is also devilish and selfish. And then go to God and ask him to help you. Determine to do the loving thing. God's going to give you enabling power to act in love and in doing his will. All of us need encouragement sometimes. Let me tell you, uh, some of us need a lot of encouragement all the time. But even Jezebel encouraged her husband. 
And yet, often we don't encourage each other. Jezebel stood by her man, even if it meant masterminding evil and destruction for the happiness of her husband. What a lesson for us. What an awesome responsibility placed on husbands and wives, friends in relationships. You know, a man or a woman can do strange things when they're encouraged. Oh, yeah. If you tell me I can, if, if Rosa tells me that I can jump out of a plane with a parachute on and that it will work, yeah, why not? It's awesome. I can do it. Encouragement can make us do great things. If my mother tells me, yes, you can continue, you can do well, you can leave this island and you can go get what you want, trust in God and it will happen. Yes, you can do it. A little encouragement goes a far way. We do strange things when we are encouraged. And the Bible even says, surely there was no one like Ahab who sold himself to do evil in the sight of the Lord because Jezebel, his wife, incited him. Jezebel encouraged his, her wife, uh, her husband. Jezebel was able to have Ahab do whatever she wanted. Godly wives, though, challenged their husbands in honoring and living for God. But not only that, my wayism guarantees our destruction, church. God's judgment on Ahab wasn't swift, but it was certain. It didn't happen right away, but it was certain. Ahab called his yes men together and they assured him that he would be successful in battle. But his buddy, his colleague, uh, King Jehoshaphat, said, no, I need, I need further counsel. So they called on a prophet, and Ahab hated the prophet because this prophet of God told him the truth. Let me tell you something, church. You'll be hated for telling the truth. You will have a lot of friends when you try to live right and eat right and dress right. How do I know? I'll give you a good example. Penn State is in this turmoil right now. You've seen it on the news, right? Do you know the assistant coach who blew the whistle on the whole thing? Think about that. On the whole thing, he's afraid to even go to a match. Why? Because the snitch has to die. He fears his life. The snitch gets no honor. The one who stands up for God, stands up for Jesus, the one who stands up for right, doesn't always get the accolades. They're usually thrown under a bus somewhere, buried in an unmarked grave. And so what does Ahab do with the prophet of God? The prophet of God says, surely you are going to die. Have that. 
Ahab. And Ahab said, oh yeah, I'll take care of you. And Ahab gets the prophet of God and he imprisons him and then goes to war. But I told you, God's judgment upon Ahab was not swift, but it was certain. And so Ahab, that's how we are. We try to outsmart God now. Ahab covers himself, puts on a different kind of clothing. Instead of wearing the royal dress for battle, he dressed like a regular soldier, goes into battle, and one arrow goes through a slit in his armor and kills him dead. One arrow. Listen to the message. There's an arrow. One arrow penetrated the narrow slit between the pieces of Ahab's armor. It only takes one arrow to destroy a life. One arrow to destroy a relationship. One arrow to destroy a marriage. One arrow to destroy a congregation. We can play church all we want, but it only takes one definitive arrow to tear it down. God will not be toyed with forever. God and self cannot rule on the same throne. And look at this. Jezebel herself tries to disguise herself as well. When you see two, a couple you know, and you often wonder, how come one is so publicly mean and the other one looks so nice? Don't be fooled. You don't know what the brother goes home to. And you don't know what the sister has to deal with at home. Jezebel disguises herself, puts on her makeup, and looks out the window at Jehu, trying to, trying to toy with Jehu. And Jehu tells them, throw her down now. And they threw Jezebel out the window, telling us the seriousness that God views evil and arrogance and self-will in our lives. They are opposition to the will of God. God sees and knows us intimately, and God cannot be played with street smarts. But there's still another lesson here for us. And that is my wayism <laughs> leaves an awful legacy. Ahab and Jezebel, Jezebel and Ahab had children. And the children chip off the old block, you see. They grew up and did the same thing to provoke God. You've got an awesome task before us, church. Having things our own way has the potential to affect us for generations. And we have got to take our generational curses to God. We've got to be honest with him. We've got to humble ourselves. The problem with most of us is that we have all the answers. Nobody can tell us nothing. We will not be told anything. We have all the answers. We have all the plans. We got it. And yet our lives are in shambles. The my wayism disease can only be cured, church, 
It can only be cured by the soul doctor. It can only be cured by the great physician who has to enter our lives, our hearts, our homes, our relationships, our marriages. This great physician has to enter our churches for us to be better than what we are. We need to be our best selves. Fast forward to a dark night in Gethsemane. If you want to see an example of what humility is, of what true submission is, of what true surrender is, go to the Garden of Gethsemane. There you find the Savior surrounded by his disciples, but he is alone by himself. And you know, often when the difficult moments of life come, when we come to the crisis situations of life, we always face them alone. Jesus faces the penultimate challenge of his life. Three times asks the Father, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Jesus didn't want to die. You think Jesus wanted to, to die? A young man in his 30s to die at cruel, brutal hands for sins he did not commit? But here, is it, here he is. Here he is, courageous and brave. But you know, I'm glad the scripture didn't stop there. Remove this cup from me. But Jesus says, nevertheless. Nevertheless. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine will be done. Sometimes I feel like giving up. Not my will, but thine will be done. Sometimes I feel like just throwing in a towel, bid you farewell, not my will, but thy will be done. It's so hard being a Seventh-day Adventist in Las Vegas. Problems with Sabbath keeping, not my will, but thy will be done. It's hard sometimes in the marriage and you want to just Leave it alone, not my will, but thine will be done. You know, I was watching PBS. I like PBS. It's nice. Got some good programs on there. And they had a program, finished with this right here. Church, they had a program with in the war-ravaged areas in Africa. And the women were systematically raped in these war-ravaged villages. And they weren't necessarily adults who were violating the rights of the women. There were young boys 
who were trained as child soldiers. And it broke my heart. It was difficult to watch that. And then in a shelter, there was a lady feeding one of these child soldiers. He had lost his, some of his limbs and he was just there incapacitated and sitting there. And the lady, this woman was feeding him, giving him the food. And this young man recognized the face of the lady. And then he said to the lady, where is your daughter? The lady said, she's dead. The young man said to her while she was feeding him, I know I was the one who killed her. And right there, as I, I stopped and I looked at my mother and said, that's some crazy stuff. Would you continue to feed him or go to the kitchen and get a knife? Know that he can't do anything. You have the culprit in your hands. You can do what you like now. And she continues to feed him. That's some serious faith, church. That's not my will, but that's thine will be done. Only God could let that happen. Only God could bring about that compassion for her. Not my will, but thine be done. Church, let's stand together. We have been living our way for a long time. Do you still struggle with your way? Church, do you still struggle with your way? Wanting it your way, your plans, your visions. You want to work it your way. Organize it on your time. Well, this is the moment, this is the time, this is the place where you can say, not my will, but thine will be done. Is there somebody here like that who would like to say, not my will? Let's raise your hands. Not my will, but thine will be done. Put your hands down. Thank you. Now, I'm wondering if somebody's here today and you want special prayer. You're saying to yourself, look, Lord, I'm here in church today. And I want, I see that hand, I want special prayer. Amen. See that hand, raise that hand again where you are. Special prayer. Amen. Now, maybe you're here today and you want to have Bible studies. You're saying, I don't know much about the church thing, but... I'd like to know more about Jesus. Look at this right here. Before we pray. On the back of your bulletin, it says, my commitment today. My commitment. 
And at the top, there are three little boxes. It says, I asked Jesus to be my personal savior. If that's what you wanted, just tick that right there. I want to be baptized. You can tick that right there. I ask Jesus to renew my faith. You can tick that as well. But if you want Bible studies, if you're here today, church, and you're in the building, just raise your hand. Are you here? Somebody there for Bible studies. Is there somebody else? Somebody else for Bible studies. You want to learn more about Jesus. Just raise your hand where you are. Amen. Shall we pray together, church? And while we're praying, I want to ask you this question. Jesus wants his mind to be in you. And while the church is praying, church, I'm asking you, I'm requesting of you, pray that somebody here today who has not given his or her life to Jesus today will make a commitment. Church, pray. That's my request. Bow your heads and pray. Pray for somebody to surrender himself or herself today. I know while you're praying, I'm going to ask if someone out there would like to raise his or her hand. You've heard and you've felt the church praying for you and you want to make that commitment. Just raise your hand right now, wherever you are in this building. Just raise your hand 